Welcome to episode seven of Sipping Teachers. I am your host, Michelle Weeks, a life coach for teachers and a teacher of little people too. In this podcast, I share short, punchy snippets of practical advice and strategies to alleviate your overwhelm, avoid burnout, and to help you become the most confident and productive teacher you can be. It is your double shot coffee alternative to make you love and balance life inside and outside the school gates. In today's episode, I want to discuss people-pleasing because this is such a common characteristic for teachers. Before I started working on this personally a number of years ago, I had always been a people-pleaser. For as long as I can remember, I sought external affirmation, validation and acceptance from those around me. And I guess when I was able to make other people happy, I in turn felt happy and accepted. Now, I didn't do this purely because I was after recognition. That's not me. I am genuinely an empath. So I deeply, deeply feed off and care for others. But I guess the problem that I started to recognize within my people-pleasing behaviors became apparent when I was consistently prioritizing the needs of others at the expense of my own. So what did the effects of these people-pleasing ways look like in my everyday reality? So for me, that was saying yes to every request of help, of support, or of contribution that came my way. As long as it involved keeping other people happy, I was all about it. (laughs) Another way was becoming so depleted in my energy from always giving that when it came to time to to give to myself, I guess I'd just return to that kind of zombie-like status and either I'd find myself mindlessly scrolling or I would just take a nap. (laughs) Another one is just being too exhausted to exercise or to prepare healthy foods that weren't just chocolate. Thank you, Cadbury's. (laughs) I guess I didn't nourish myself. I didn't nourish my mind or my body meaningfully. And I guess that was just because I was too focused on being that source for, of nourishment for other people that when it came to me, it was just too hard. Another little one was harboring the worries and concerns and problems of other people on my shoulders. So this led to things like my sleep getting interrupted, like me ruminating on many, many thoughts all night long. Another one, retreating from social outings and gatherings, even though I knew I would enjoy them once I was there, they just seemed like too much effort. And the last one, which is a very, very important one, a way that I recognized that this people pleasing was having having an effect on my life was through convincing myself that I was needed by others and that I was of more value because of that. So I slowly started to recognize that I was really just becoming a shadow of myself and that really I was pouring from an empty cup 
And I know we hear that as teachers all the time, but it wasn't until I sat down and recognized and actually listed down all of the things that I talked about above that I could see that that was a reality in my life. I knew I needed to make change and to figure out how I could continue to be that source of support and kindness and love to others in my life, as well as becoming that same source for myself. So I got to work and I started to implement a whole lot of practical things into my life. And I wanted to share these with you because I think they're super helpful for you to be able to recognize if you are feeling like you are pouring from an empty cup. These are some ways that have worked for me. They're by no means um, guarantee that they'll work for you, but it's a really great starting point to experiment with different things in your life. So the first one that I started to do was I provided or I recognized that I provided even better support for others around me within the boundaries that I had carefully set for myself. So I sat down and I actually wrote those boundaries down. What were my absolute yeses and what were my absolute noes? Next, I regained my energy by putting myself first and carving out times to align myself to my own mission? What was it that I was trying to get out of life? So this included things like booking into gym classes, journaling regularly about what what I was wanting to achieve, my goals, etc, etc, and reflecting on the values that I hold dearest to me. Then I built and consistently, more often than not, stuck to a powerful, really simple morning routine. And this meant that I actually started to look forward to it in the morning. So this routine was super quick. It was a quick morning stretch online, usually with yoga by Adrienne and her beautiful pup, Benji. Journaling and and, and sipping on that really hot cup of tea. (laughs) Nothing fancy, but this set me up for a really successful day. I then thought about how I wanted my day to feel um, and intentionally lived through those feelings throughout the day. Then I learned to get comfortable with saying no. Now, this was something which made my stomach churn to begin with, but I incrementally built up a vocabulary bank of ways to say no, which felt comfortable to me. And I practiced using them regularly on really small requests, but also on really large requests. Next was I reflected upon the values in my life, which were incredibly important to me. And I kind of touched on this a little bit before, but basically I really displayed these visually so that they were the guiding principles, I guess, that led me to say, yes, I want to do something or no, I didn't. Um, And that was a game changer for me in terms of my people pleasing ways. And the last one was that I became aware of my inner thoughts and my inner talk. And I learned how to reframe these into ones which were kinder, more supportive and more self-compassionate. And now this is something that I teach to my one-on-one clients and in my program, um, Thriving Teachers. Because once we can start to retrain ourselves to speak kinder to ourselves, to be more supportive and to be more self-compassionate, 
it then allows us to thrive in our own lives, which then allows us to be of better support to those around us. So I guess for me, while my own personal development will be lifelong, recognizing those people-pleasing tendencies and I guess working to put in place practical strategies to rectify them means that I am able to be the best possible version of myself for myself first and then for others next. So I guess in light of keeping this podcast short and punchy, I think I have just heard the morning tea bell ring, which means this little chat between two sipping teachers needs to come to an end for today. Between now and when we cross ear paths again, don't forget to remember your why and appreciate all the little and big joys in your day. If you would like to contact me further to discuss any of the topics I share, please either send me an email to hello at michelleweeks.com.au, check out my one-to-one coaching program for teachers called Unfrazzled, or sign up to my group coaching program called Thriving Teachers, which starts on the 7th of September 2020. There are only limited spots left, but have a look at my website to sign up there. You can also follow me on Instagram at michelle.c.weeks. Until we chat again, have a wonderful week. Bye.